growth or to become famous? Which is more important, getting or letting go? What's going on internet, Analytic here aka Dreams and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I am your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of pop culture mixed in. For episode 7 we're going to be getting into the Washington football team, Drake and J. Cole, Xbox Game Showcase and the NBA Bubble. But before that make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also make sure to hit that subscribe subscribe button on my youtube and share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses now that we got that out of the way let's get into the podcast let me bring my groove back up because every podcast it just feels the need to go away right when i need it but anyways now that i have it pulled up Gonna get into get into the podcast. Here we go. Now, for the quote of the pod, as you could probably tell by my intro, we're going to be talking about the newly named. I don't know if that's the right word. The new football team on the National Football League circuit called the Washington football team so if anybody had any confusions about the washington Redskins team being different from the washington football team i just cleared that up for you so you know that the washington football team is the same as the redskins but the redskins is an offensive term to the native americans so it's just the washington football team now but just to clear that up for people who might have wondered what happened to the washington Redskins redskins franchise it's just now called the Washington franchise. They've, they've kept the same colors and everything, but they did say that this is a placeholder for a new name. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. As the article states, it said on July 3rd. I said July 3rd. I don't even know. It was talking about keeping players and fans in the process of them coming up with a name, but obviously they didn't because when they came up, with the name Washington football team, a lot of people were, I don't think upset was the right word, but they was like, you could have done better. But, but we're gonna get to my opinion in a second. But yeah, that's how the fans was feeling. They was feeling that this was a lazy attempt at a rebrand. And even if it's a placeholder, they still killed the name. So some of the teammates, some of the players on the Washington football team were excited about this well not excited but i don't know if they'll send pictures or whatever to promote the name change but some of the prominent players on the team put out tweets and stuff talking about how they can't wait for the season and how 
the jerseys are fire or whatever because it was a like i think a concept art of the jerseys but instead of having a redskins logo they changed it to just having the number so for the most part a lot of the players i mean what's a player gonna do come out and say they hate the name like you play for the team unless you're trying to get traded like who's that one guy jamal adams from the jets i think he like went crazy on everybody the coach gm he was trying to get about it there but he did they, they ended up trading him the seahawks but that's besides the point talking about the washington football team one of the best names in the league but i'm kidding by the way but these tweets say basically a lot of they were short this article was showing a lot of tweets reacting to the new, the newly named football nfl football team and people were just saying that calling themselves a football team is just a terrible way of rebranding but uh as we'll get to in a second a lot of players were excited about this like darren payne i think i'm saying his name right a player for the washington football team he put a lot of fire emojis over the picture of him photoshopped into the new outfits or the new uniforms ryan kerrigan one of the captains on the team he put out a post so i think i think a lot of things a lot of these was like a pr stunt not like a stunt but like just to show that the players are supporting the name change like they're not there's not a civil war going on in the franchise basically they're trying to have some of the key players come out and, and co-sign their changing of their new name and one of the funniest things i saw on twitter about the newly changed name was because was somebody saying that the washington redskins football team is like when you start off with the 2k generic shoe and i thought that was pretty funny because even though the name is generic a lot of people are still killing it like but they did they did they do the same things with other franchises like when apple comes out with a new phone or when xbox comes out with a new well when microsoft comes out with a new uh, xbox people do the same thing they just compare it to things and just hype up the image even more so i don't know if they're intentionally making fun of it to bring more light on the name change but there's still like most people say any promo is free promo or any promo is great promo i don't know i don't know how to say it. anyways so basically getting into what i think of the name change i think it's pretty good i mean if it's a placeholder which they say is a placeholder it could end up being the actual name but i don't think it will i think it's a pretty good change i mean the the reason for changing the name in the first place was because the redskins term was offensive so why not just take redskins off and keep washington so you can keep the colors you can keep every tradition except for the ones that's related to redskins and just replace those with something else which they said they are later down the line so i don't get why a lot of people are upset about the name change uh another player that liked the jerseys was dwayne haskins a player off of the washington football team he coned it he co-signed it as well but back to my personal opinion i believe that the name is really good like the, the jerseys aren't even that bad i mean uh, granted, Alabama's a really good football team, but people don't really complain too much about the Alabama uniforms. And these are basically Alabama uniforms with gold instead of white. Well, not gold instead of white, but more uh, 
it, it was like it's like if Florida State and Alabama combined. That's basically what the Washington football team jerseys look like. So I think they look really good in my opinion. I feel like the more simple it is, the better. And imagine if they came out with like a name like with the Washington Warriors or uh, Warriors or something like they'd be so confused with the real basketball Warriors. But I don't know if that's a good comparison. A lot of people just complain about things because, you know, they don't really have too much to talk about. But the Washington football team is not going to be good. I mean, in the next season, I don't think y'all think they're going to be good. Like, let me know down in the comment section down below. But Washington football team has never been a contender for any type of playoffs game or Super Bowl. Like, maybe when Kirk Cousins was there, but he, all he was saying was something like, um, what was he saying? See, I didn't I I forgot what his catchphrase was. He had a he had a catchphrase every time he did something good in, in a like a key game or a key and a really anticipated game. Oh, I think he said like you like that or something. But now look at him. I mean, he's I mean, come on, the Washington football team. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, I don't really see the the two. I don't see why this is such a big deal, but. A lot of people was, I guess a lot of people didn't like the fact that a team can change the name and have it be simple. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what's the big deal with that. Um, even LeBron called them out, which was surprising because he don't really like the things he's focusing on right now. It's surprising he just touched on this. But I guess he don't only have to speak on heavy topics. He can joke around with stuff like this. But basically, he was saying, if I can find it, he was saying that just waking up. This is what he tweeted. Just waking back up from my pregame nap to see about the Washington football team. He put like 20 million question marks. Is that real? Question mark. No way. With an exclamation point. Oh man, they had a thorough, intense, long board meeting about that one. So he was really just getting his jokes off. I don't really know if he cares that much about it. But I think KD responded. But we don't talk about too much about KD. You know, we got to let him... Uh, let him rehab so he can come back and help my boy out, Kyrie, and, and get a championship. But anyways, so that's all I have really about the Washington football team. Apparently, a lot of people were up in arms about the name change. So I just wanted to touch on that because yes, a lot of people cared about it. And that's something that was trending. Like, oh, it was like one of the highest trending things throughout the week. Like it kept coming back up. You know how like something trends and it goes away. It kept coming back up. So I was like, well. Might as well uh, cover it if everybody seems to be that upset about it. But I don't really think that's. A, I don't really think it's too big of a deal. Plus, I think somebody. I don't know where I heard this, but somebody told me that the reason, <laughs> one of the reasons, like you know, everybody always has their conspiracy theories. But they were saying that one of the reasons Washington didn't pick a name was because when they announced that. It was taking Redskins off and choosing a new name. I guess somebody went and copyrighted all the animal in the world. Like, he copyrighted everything. Like, everything. So. Plus, I don't know if, um. I don't know if that's far from the truth. Because I know a lot of people do that sometimes. Like, people do it all the time. Where they'll take a celebrity's handle on, on a social media app. And then the social, uh, not the social, 
the um, celebrity will have to buy the name back off of them. So when they want, like, let's say if Cardi B wanted to make, which I don't know if she does or not, but wanted to make a TikTok and somebody already had the name Cardi B. If she really wanted to be on TikTok with her name Cardi B, she would just hit up the person and pay them to get the name back. And some people do that specifically for that reason. So I don't think it's a bad hustle at all. And I don't really think that's what kept the Washington from picking the name. I just think that rebranding a billion dollar franchise is harder than people think. So going with the name Washington football team, it's the simplest way to think of, to give yourself more time for a rebrand. Rebrand. But that's what I have for the quote of the pod. So remember the quote of the pod was the Washington football team. The greatest name in the NFL. And so we'll leave it at that and let's switch it up a little bit. So now, let's see what we're getting into. So now we're getting into music. Now, last weekend, or not last weekend, basically the last two weeks we've been, we've been spoiled by all the, the greats dropping songs. Like, I think Drake came with something. Kanye was supposed to come with something. J. Cole dropped, I think, one of the best songs he's ever made in his career. And so we're gonna get it, we're gonna get into that now. So starting with J. Cole, we're gonna get into Drake too, but starting with J. Cole, I'm gonna start with the best song out of these four. J. Cole, he dropped a song. Well, not a song. He dropped like a two-pack. I forget what it was called. It was something serious. Like, uh, I think it was called, it was something like, oh, it was called Lewis, Lewis Street. So the EP was called Lewis Street, but the two songs, the first one was called The Climb Back, and the second was called Lion King on Ice. So as you can tell, even off the titles, J. Cole's not here to play. And for a long time, I've been like a critical of J. Cole because like it's, it's funny when I say J. Cole should, doesn't belong in the top three and people be like, man, that's crazy. You must think J. Cole trash. And then J. Cole says he doesn't really want to be compared to the top three guys. Basically came out in an interview and said he don't really want to be compared to them he wants to be compared to himself which is what a lot of people say but you don't hear drake saying that you don't hear kendrick saying that you always hear them saying that they're the best and they prove in different ways how they're the best j cole's more laid back than drake or kendrick and that's crazy because kendrick has taken the hiatus like a long hiatus and i've heard that he's ready to go he's just waiting for the right time but Drake came with two with a two pack behind the strength behind the promotion of Khaled, DJ Khaled. J. Cole came with Lewis Street, another two pack. I mean, the only person to follow up what Cole did on the first track is Kendrick. But we're gonna get into that later. Like Kendrick has to show himself like at some point. Even though I think he showed up for a Black Lives Matter rally, but we want some music. Like, <laughs> that's good and all, but we want some music. 
so basically let's get into the lion king we're not lion king let's get into the first song off of j cole's ep called the lewis street and like i said the first the first track is called the climb back and so now we're going to get into the best part of the climb back in my opinion first let me put it up first i'm gonna I don't want to play the wrong part. You know, I play the wrong part. YouTube take take the whole video off. You play, you play too long. You know, I try to splice these up in a way I won't get copyrighted. But even though I don't put the songs on YouTube, I still try not even, like, chop it up because it makes it even harder for the YouTube. But that's besides the point. Let me... Let me go and put... Uh, let me go and bring this up right quick. Yeah, while I'm doing this, let me know down in the comment section below. Do y'all think, who do y'all think, what's your order of the, the big three, supposedly? Drake, Kendrick, and Cole. Who do y'all think's the best out of those three? And do you even think Cole, Kendrick, or Drake belongs in the top three? Like, give me your top three while also ordering the top three of Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick. Because I always find that interesting how people think j cole's the best how people think kendrick the best and a lot of people think drake's the best but that's because you know Drake's one of the goats i mean when you have lil wayne as your mentor but anyways i'm in j cole's part talking about drake but here we go okay so this is the part i wanted y'all to hear about the climb back this is the first song off the ep called lewis street the climb back now i know why they call it bloom Survival at all costs. Every day get logged off. Bodies get hard off. Passing the funeral procession while holding my breath in the car. I thought it's time to be feeling the devil be winning, but do that mean God lost? Just got off the phone, my but he back in the kennel. My dog lost. I brought around close to me before, but he became addicted to clout and all the hoes we need. I slowly peep jealousy on his breath whenever he spoke to me. Like on the low, he feeling that in my shoes is where he's supposed to be. I try to ignore the signs, but there in the back of my mind it felt like letting it go sleep on your couch and he eating up all your groceries. My nigga repeated this quote to me. I felt this potency. Said most of these don't hang themselves, just giving a rope and see. So, as you can hear, the flow, the intricate flows he uses throughout this whole song, like unlike anything I've ever heard J Cole put out before. And you can like say any song. Compare that to the climb back. It's just you, you could tell Cole's on a. I guess he found a different type of motivation because he's rapping with a different sense of uh urgency and the way i said and the reason i say that is because he, he doesn't usually make these type of songs like usually he's addressing other things like broader things about uh on his albums but on this he's specifically talking about himself which is what people want from artists of his stature like Relating to the public is cool and all, but we want to learn about, I mean, he's definitely not my favorite artist, but if somebody's your favorite artist, you want to learn about them through their music and not what they think about other things sometimes. Like, you want to hear what they think about other things, but 80% of the album, you want them, you want to get something new about them out of, the, out of their album. And that's something that Drake just does, like... Every time he comes out with an album, you always get that little introspective into his life. Well, um, detail. Like, you'll learn something about Drake in the album that you never even knew. 
so j cole don't really have that he's really to himself a little bit and he kind of gets into that with the second track off of the ep called lion king on ice and with this he kind of talks about why he doesn't stand not stand out but like why he doesn't follow the hip-hop quota like wearing a bunch of chains and stuff because i know for the longest ever since like j cole's been on the scene a lot of people are like why does he look like a homeless man when he makes all this money from music and like my response to that is basically what he said in the lion king like he's tired he was tired of going with the status quo he wanted to switch it up and the only re- and the only way to do that was to show people that you could dress a certain way and still have success like he did so i think that was the biggest reason i think that was the biggest thing in the lion king i took away and he also he also sent some uh sent some shots at little pump i mean i don't even know if y'all even know about little pump anymore he kind of like fell all the way off but uh j cole talks about in like throughout the i'm breaking it down first because when you listen to it you, you kind of won't under I don't know if you not saying you won't understand it like you just dumb or something <laughs> but you may miss it so basically i'm breaking it down so first i think little pump when he first came out was like huge with gucci gang and stuff he dissed j cole uh j cole didn't really know why he dissed them so they had an interview they talked behind the scenes i guess became cordial and then made an interview and so people just thought that was the end of that but he retouches on that with the Lion King on ice and kind of talks about, kind of explains why he did it and why he didn't go another route. Which, if you listen to what I'm about to play right here, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. Like, it could the altercation between him and Pump could have went a different way than him just sitting little Pump down and talking it out in the interview setting. So... Let me play what I'm talking about right here for you. Again, this is called The Lion King on Ice. Cause there's nothing I'm flopping Gotta stay me in a process This me it was nonsense I sat him down like his father My ass, why you bother? We should have caught him in murder I said we gotta move smarter don't want be the reason for one more sad song. I tried to one, they wouldn't last long. I hope that you see how they came and they went. They shots never hit, but they made their attempts. May have a good year like that name on the blip, but you know what it take to be popping this long. Dedication on another level, never seen in their life. Celebrating all your first downs like they touchdowns bring a price. Young Simba had to bust down, yeah, the Lion King on ice. Just wanted me to look the part, had to stop taking that bite. Put the jury to the side, had to find me, had to find God, had the time, we be pacified, what they expect from us, but that's treacherous, that shows less of us, I need y'all to see every part of me, every scar and every artery, every story that I can recall, then I can fall, I got blood. And then it goes straight into the chorus, like, both of these songs that he dropped is something that I've been wanting from J. Cole, like, that introspective music, to where you could you can hear him talking about real subjects, but then also you can take away something from the songs that you never knew about him from interviews from just watching him like you only you only got why he set little pump down and why he doesn't wear jewelry because that was a huge like um if you really follow j cole a lot of people wondered why did he not like you don't have to wear like 
thousands of chains and jewelry and and just have all type of rings and chains and stuff but j cole was basically like like i don't know somebody all right let me check i was going <laughs> basically j cole looked rough like he looked really rough and so i don't really understand i didn't really understand what I understood why he went for that look, but I didn't understand why he never explained like why he looked like that. Like it was just something so simple to talk about. And he kind of did in this song. He does in others, but the way he does it in this one makes more sense. And that's why I think not this song, but the climb back, the first song I played and the song you heard at the beginning of this podcast. That's why I think that this was his best. The climb back is J. Cole's best song he's ever made. And I've I've listened to a lot of J. Cole. Even though like people say I hate on him, but I don't. <laughs> I listen to a lot of J. Cole. And that's the best song he's ever put out. Because it finally clicked for him. Like you could tell everything clicked. The way he was switching from flow to flow. The way he was talking about certain things on his song. Like you, you could tell that he's just basically I don't know if he had enough for uh, the haters or had enough for the critics, but the way he went off, it was, it was something serious. Like, a lot of people can't really rap on that level. And the, the feature just set, the, the intro feature kind of set it up because it went right into the beat and just set the tone before J. Cole even started uh, rapping. So many flips and double entendres and triple entendres in the course of his, I don't even know how many bars he had. It was so many bars. And he gave a verse too, I believe. Yeah, and he gave a verse too. So, like, and the, the song's five minutes. This is J. Cole's best song. <laughs> like, this is J. Cole's best song he's ever put out. Five minutes of just straight, like, bars, flips, and he said some stuff that I've never even heard. I know everybody talks about the I flip, watch how I flip, like an exclamation point, but. It's still like other things that he 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 had in his lyrics that just had me like oh he really he, he was really going like he was probably in the studio just going crazy i mean he has he has one of these bars about oh yeah okay he said you laugh at your staff strapped up on the top the totem pole to blast at your bass masters look how they told a pole like it's just different. <laughs> J. Cole's just, on this song, J. Cole was different. And that's what I wanted to get into. Um wasn't really too much I wanted to talk about with those two songs. J. Cole's just, I mean, he he further solidified himself for J. Cole fans while he's in that top three. But he kind of proved to me a little bit, which I mean I don't think he was trying to prove to anybody. I think he was just trying to make a good song. But in the course of making a good song, he proved to me that he actually does belong in the top three. But I don't know if he's one or two. <laughs> but anyways, getting into somebody who might be switching gears into somebody who might be one and two. Talking about the GOAT himself, Aubrey Graham, Drake. I don't think there's really anybody doing it like Drake. Like, I mean, this man just had to eat and rapped and he done rapped a full song in Spanish with like Bad Bunny or somebody, I think. Like a full song in Spanish. 
he done rapped in UK like UK slang. He done rapped in Arabic. Then he switched up and rapped in his natural language in English. Like this man just does it all. Like what other rapper at this level really switched up the accents like that? I mean, not that not that you have to switch up your accent to be on the level that Drake's at, but I don't see any all this. I don't see any other artists close to Drake's stature. Like that the people that Drake is going to get up against are, are either passed away, like recipes Juice World. Juice World did some crazy numbers that I believe Drake's gonna have trouble topping. But uh, as far as live artists streaming as much as Drake, I can only think about Travis, and I don't really think Travis streams like that. I mean, he streams a lot, but if you think about the the type of fashion stature that Travis brings he could sell all type of t-shirts and stuff and sell way more than his actual music which is something Nicki Minaj talked about but that's a whole nother tangent let's get into the two songs that Drake dropped with DJ Khaled you know he hid behind the DJ Khaled promotion because you know whenever Drake's about always remember this whenever whenever Drake's about to drop he always gives his Lucy's to somebody he either respects or does business with. So with him and DJ Khaled, it makes the perfect sense. DJ Khaled is known for putting these superstar albums out, like superstar collab albums out, where every superstar collabs with another one. So Drake just, of course, did it himself. I mean, who he's going to collab with on the DJ Khaled album. Um, gave him Popstar in Greece. We've heard, well, if you been on the internet you've heard Grease leak like 30 million times which people are saying OVO is leaking them themselves and trying to get that Playboy Cardi type effect again where you leak so many songs and then the audience or the the fans actually gravitate towards one and that's kind of what happened with Grease I haven't really looked at the charts I don't know how good it's doing but the thing I'll say about Grease is it's one of those type of songs that you could tell that Drake was going for a whole different sound. People say he sounded like The Weeknd, but I mean, who can really sound like The Weeknd? Like that's 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 a slap in the face to The Weeknd. Like Drake can never sound like The Weeknd. Like, well, why do people do that? <laughs> I mean, The Weeknd can actually sing. Drake, you can tell Drake has limited vocal range, so he works with what he has that's why Grease is so like stand that's why Grease stands out so much to people because they're like I ain't know he had this in him and so you know people whenever Drake does something different they just compare him to anybody but comparing him to The Weeknd is just too far out there like but I, I guess you'll understand once I play the lay once I play a little bit of this song right here okay here we go right here so I pulled up Grease, Drake song with Khaled, so you can hear it right now, and you could probably tell why people compare this to The Weeknd, which I do not know why, but you can hear it for yourself. And let me know down in the comment section below before we get into this. Which song did you like the most from J. Cole, The Climbback or Lion King on Ice? Let me know down in the comment section below, or send me a voice message on Anchor. But let's get into Popstar. Well, <laughs> Popstar, that's the second song. Let's get into Greece. Come on me, leave all your things, yeah. You can stop it, Gucci, stop it, Louis V, yeah. Come on me, 
Fly you out to peace Full speed, so volley Paris Speed boats, baby, in Nikki Beach Waves in my ass, smoking Whipping through the sand in a Jeep All because of what I did on peace, baby Life sweet, baby, I stop, baby You just go get ready, we go out, baby Long time looking for the bounce, yeah Ozzy had to bounce, yeah so you can just tell throughout the whole song, it was a totally different vibe than what Drake usually is on. So, you know, people had to fly out the window with suggestion, suggestions, reference tracks. Oh, there, there was a reference track for Drake for this song. So Drake definitely took this from another artist or the artist made it to give to Drake. But either way, it's still not his original idea. But with Drake, you know, he gets the pass a little bit. Even with me, he gets the pass because it's singing. It's not really rapping. Like, if a 4 a.m., what's the 3 You know, he'd be making, like, all type of 1A, 2A, 3 a.m. songs. But if those rapidy rap songs that he'd be making that call the morning songs, if those had all type of reference tracks to come out for those, then I would care, like, way more than I do for the songs. Like, I don't know if you... You can't cancel Drake, but he would definitely diminish his legendary status. Like when when the Quinn Miller references came out for for uh, if you're reading this, it's too late. People didn't really care. I mean, it wasn't like Drake was rapping rapping on if you're reading this is too late. He was basically just uh, swag rapping. If that's a yeah, that's a term. He was basically swag rapping. He wasn't lyrical miracle spiritual like he was basically riding the beat and that's why everybody loves if you're reading this is too late because he was rapping with some bars but he wasn't rapping with the intent to show you he could rap if that makes sense but let's get into the second part of this dj Khaled ep aka the drake rollout <laughs> it's funny it's a rollout for dj Khaled, but best believe me it's also a rollout for drake to come out with his whatever single he's about to put out for his album what do y'all think the album cover is gonna be like a huge owl owl i think that's played out but anyways let's get into pop star first i got first i'm gonna to have to go to the right part of pop star because like i said with youtube youtube will cut up cut a brother off for no reason so pop star is more of the drake lane this is more of drake's lane right here like he really uh went crazy on this like this is the drake that a lot of people was not a lot of people wait for but this is the drake this is the drake everybody knows this type of flow this type of cadence grease was more of a different lane but upstar is more of the swag this is what i'm talking right here what i'm about to play is what i mean by swag rapping but anyways let's play you can hear it for yourself and decide for yourself and then goes into the chorus like these two songs that drake put out and then followed up by the followed up the next week by the two songs j cole put out i mean two of the top three came out right 
back-to-back weeks. I mean, it's only like the calling out a certain someone to put out their music to follow up the trio. But I don't know how cool Kendrick is with Drake and J. Cole. I know J. Cole and Kendrick are cool, but Kendrick and Drake, uh, they're not that. um, If y'all don't know, Kendrick and Drake have some long-standing beef, like some long-standing beef. But and they haven't gotten past it. I know for a fact they haven't got past it. Hopefully Kendrick still comes. I mean, he's cool with J. Cole, so it's kind of like a little puzzle. One's cool with Kendrick. Another one's cool with both of them. But then two of the top three is not cool with each other at all. So we'll see if Kendrick comes. Um, let me know down in the comment section down below. What do you think is the best out of these four songs? The Climb Back, Lion King on Ice, Pop Star, or Grease? In my opinion, and this is going to shock everybody, but the, my the best song out of this and I think the best song of 2020 is the climb back by J. Cole. The way he just the way he just went out of different flows. He went into a certain pocket. He would come out, go into another pocket. Like it was just so many different flows. So many different topics. You got so much out of it from just how he feels. Not to mention he has a whole article talking about him releasing these songs and how he's thinking of retiring. Which I think think is just totally like I don't think he's gonna retire, but you know, rappers be saying that just just for fans to feel sympathy for him. Like rappers basically say they're retiring, so fans will start appreciating them more. Like there's nothing more, nothing less. That's how that's how simple it is. Rappers will say they're about to retire or going to retire just for the fans to give them more sympathy or to appreciate them more. Cause I'm I'm t- as much success that J. Cole and Drake, all of them have, I bet you they still feel underappreciated. And just think about that. Like, that's crazy to think of. Like, they will still believe they're underappreciated. So, and it doesn't even have to be like a money aspect. It has, it'll probably be like a respect aspect of how they believe they should be treated a certain way. But anyways, that's all, that's all I have for the Drake and J. Cole breakdown. Um, basically gotta start treating our legends with more respect because they drop stuff like this right after the other legend drops something like it's just the way they just followed up each other on each weekend is just crazy in my opinion and it's only left to, to complete the big three somebody else is gonna have to drop this weekend and his name ends with Lamar but let's switch it up let's switch it up a little bit that's that's all I have for that music music section so now getting into gaming aka the xbox game showcase now i know i don't know okay if you're like new to me talking about games you will not know that i have a long standing relationship with microsoft but it doesn't mean i have to talk about xbox in a way that helps the brand so xbox don't have any games (laughs) like just coming out the gate like they don't have any games so i didn't watch this conference at all but i looked up articles that talked about the recaps and everything and i rewatched it after well i okay so to clear it up i didn't watch the live streaming but i watched the replay so it's basically 
basically like me watching it but to to put in perspective i was there like 10 minutes early to the playstation showcase like that that was how different it was like playstation has this next gen on the lock and after watching the xbox game showcase i still think that even more like even my project my prediction grows even stronger i even believe with this because Xbox came out with the same Halo to save the day, and everybody was tired. I mean, everybody's not tired of Halo. The Halo game actually looks pretty good, but I mean, Halo or Spider-Man, Spider-Man or Halo. Like, which game are you really trying to play first? Like, come on now. Halo's been around forever. We're just now getting good Spider-Man games exclusively for the PlayStation. But anyways, let me. Let me slowly get into this. So, Xbox Game Conference started off the conference showing uh, Halo Infinite. I think was, I think the conference was on like July July twenty uh, third, I believe. I'm looking at my watch right now. Give me one second. Yeah, twenty third. I don't know why I'm, we went we went right past this month. But anyways, Halo Infinite was one of the first games shown at, uh, during the Xbox Game Show. Narrated by none other than the lovely AI Cortana, and it showcased a lot of gameplay. It showcased Chief Chief's new grappling hook, along with the new few weapons, and and with the open world playground. They showed off the map, and they said multiplayer will be in Halo Infinite. I mean, what's a Halo game without multiplayer? But anyways. Still, it still wasn't shown yet, which is kind of weird. But 343 said we could expect that we we should expect that closer to the launch, which I hope so. I mean, imagine launching a not a solely multiplayer game, but basically a heavily in a multiplayer inspired game, just to like basically the story is cool and all, but if the multiplayer is not good, it's not gonna last. Like. I don't think the story, the Halo games haven't been that good for the single player to carry, even if it is Chief. So, moving on from that, which that was the biggest part of the Xbox Games Conference. They tried to do a PlayStation where they show off their biggest game and keep people engaged. They just fell way off with the with the other games. The only good games I would say they show was Fable, and I don't even play Fable. I just know it's a real good game from the people I've talked to. A lot of the other games they show were like... Hellblade 2, uh, Avowed, I don't even know any of these games. You know they had to, okay, <laughs> they showed off Forza a Motorsport, uh, like the 900th edition. You know, every time Forza, I mean, every time Microsoft comes out with a new Xbox, they love to show off the graphics using that Forza Motorsport, man. They love them racing games to show off the graphics. It's crazy, because after they show off the graphics, though, nobody played those games, but anyways... They showed off State of Decay 3. I don't really think people play that game, but obviously somebody does if they're in the trilogy. So hopefully I ain't hurt any State of Decay fans' feelings. But let me know now in the comment section below, what was your favorite part of the Xbox Games Conference showcase? Just so I know what the mind of an Xbox fan looks like. Like, are y'all looking forward to buying the Xbox? Like, are y'all just... Do you own a PC and that's why you watch the Xbox Game Showcase? Like, let me know what's the reason to even watch this or buy an Xbox. 
Like, I really want to know, like, just being honest. Because with me, PlayStation, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. So, that's why I'm getting the PlayStation. Like, it's that simple for me. So, I'm just wondering what Xbox fans are looking for in these conferences. They show other games. Warhammer. Fantasy. Uh, oh, my gosh. They, they gave screen time to Tetris. Hold up. One second. Not to disrespect the OG Tetris. Tetris is... A OG like classic game, but, but let me just look this thing up right now. I just want y'all to know that we are in the year of 2020, and Tetris was made in 1988. And they're talking about Tetris is finally coming to the X Xbox. I wonder who's like, who's the marketing team? But like, I wonder if they like, do they laugh when they put certain games on the on the showcase uh, roster? Or like, does it like, like what goes through there? Like, oh, you know what? I got it. We're gonna show them Tetris instead of coming to and say that game is coming to the Xbox. That's gonna get them. That's gonna get them to buy the Xbox instead of the PlayStation. Tetris. Oh man, Xbox. I used to love playing Xbox too. The controller was is still better. But even PlayStation's copying the controllers, so and now they're gonna add another Infinity Stone to the gauntlet. Just hate to see it, cause competition help improve all the quality all around but whatever i'm getting a playstation so why, why am i getting upset they showed outer worlds dlc the outer worlds is a really good game i never completed it i mean that game i'm not saying that game is long but like i have stuff to do like i don't have rpg games like i really have to be into an rpg to finish it and the outer worlds never really grabbed me like that like one of the main reasons i even attempted to finish the outer worlds uh worlds is because of a stream i watched called the black Hoka hogat i'm messing his name up i'm a i'm a huge fan i'm messing his name up the black hokage <laughs> and he was playing the game and it just seemed like the way i mean he's not really he his gameplay is not really that good i really more so go for the commentary but he's playing the game and for some reason it just made me want to play the game like i don't know that that con that content created influence is real so i got the game played it for a little bit and don't and i paid like the full 60 dollars like i ain't get this on no sale <laughs> i played the game i was loving it and then i just got to a point like like where what is the like the story <clears throat> i could tell where the story was going i was like it's just this simple like no other intricate details just you need this to go to this planet so you got like it, it was just like it's not a bad game but it was, it was just too much for me so it's good to see they're coming out with dlc for that game though so shout out to y'all who did have this patience to finish the outer worlds um one of the games they showed Watch Dogs legion that's weird i mean because that's coming to playstation like i said xbox don't have a lot of exclusives so they showed a bunch of games that's coming out on the playstation 2 playstation 2 like the playstation console not playstation 2 literally 
but it was just weird because the PlayStation showed a lot of exclusives and Halo came with a bunch of games that are going to be included in the Xbox Game Pass. And even though the subscription model could end up working, I could see them trying to build that up because of the way Spotify and Apple Music is going with the subscription model and Netflix and Hulu, like the list goes on and on about how powerful a subscription model is. But on the other hand, if you have games going exclusively to another console, then that's like if Drake dropped the album and that exclusively went to iTunes instead of Spotify, but you had the iTunes music pass. Like, did I say that right? That's like if Drake album went exclusively to Spotify, but you had the iTunes music pass for other albums. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you have a lot of music, but you don't have the Drake album. So I'm going to get I'm going to get this other platform instead of yours. So that's how I feel about the Xbox game conference. But I do respect the Halo franchise enough to give it um not a reaction, but basically to watch it in full and give you guys my full real-time uh, thoughts on what I think about how they showcased that, the game and how and what I think they could have did to make the showcase of Halo better. But we're gonna watch that together. Hopefully, I'm not torturing y'all with this. Hopefully, y'all hopefully y'all respect Halo enough to watch it with me because Halo is one of those franchises that I grew up with. So I'm not totally downplaying the importance of having Halo on your roster. But basically, let's just get into it. I don't even I don't even wanna I can't bash Halo too much, you know. Halo is basically my childhood. So let's get into it. Showing the ESRB rating. So Halo Infinite official 4K 4K campaign. I can't even talk today. Campaign gameplay premiere. Xbox Game Showcase 2020. Let's get into it. This is the highest quality, I believe. Yeah, it's the highest quality. I got on the brightness, everything. I don't want to hear anything about not just playing. Loading screen is pretty nice. Am I dead already? I, I must be. I mean, this is a punishment, right? Yep, this is death. See, I'm not too in tune with the t with the story, so I don't even know what's going on right now. No. No, 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 no. This isn't happening. I'm going to have to make an emergency landing. Hold on. All I know is Master Chief is supposed to save the day. That's the gist of what I got out of this. No, it's no. You, I can't stand this. No, you are free. No, you don't get to tell me what to do. You don't get to tell me anything. We're. Why are you so mad? You even listening? I count three anti-aircraft cannons. Three what? You'll be safe here. Oh, I'll be safe. <laughs> safe? I haven't been safe since I found you. I found you. Remember? You were out there on your own, and you'd still be out there if it wasn't for me. I thought I was going home. Look, Chief ain't here for if we don't stop the banished. You keep saying that. We're outgunned, outnumbered. One second. I hate to pause it. I'm, I'm put a little slide up so y'all have something to look at. I gotta make sure that um, go back a little bit. Let's go. 
for the podcast version, y'all gonna hear all this, but I gotta make sure the the levels are good. Make sure the levels are good. Yeah, the levels are good. If we don't stop the banished, you keep saying that we're outgunned, outnumbered. I know I saw condors over there. All right, guys, we're back. <clears throat> Hopefully, y'all can see it back with me. I just had to check the levels right quick, make sure the levels were uh somewhat balanced, even though it still might not be. I'll have to listen back to it. But anyways, that's the audio. That's the technical side. Y'all don't care about that. Let's get into the video. Outnumbered. I know I saw condors over there. I'm going to dig through them and find one with the working sleep space drive. And when you're done with this war, we'll get away from here. Far away. Wait here. Oh. Please. Let me see what I can find. Cannons first. When I get back, we can look. Together. Okay, big guy. Look, Chief just basically told him, let me do my thing. The game looks good. <clears throat> looks like they went for a more simplistic, simplistic look. It's giving frames. Is that is that like my video? Or is that the gameplay showcase? Hopefully it's not the gameplay showcase. That wouldn't be good. You know, they usually have the thing like uh, this is not this this does not represent the final look of the game. But they don't have that on here, so it makes me think that they're close to a finished product. This is the open world element I was talking about right here. So you can set waypoints, that's pretty cool. Gives it that open world field I was talking about. They already they already shooting at him. Okay, showing the different scopes on the, uh, showing the different weapons with the different scopes. Okay, so they just run at you. They chase you down like a linebacker. That probably be, that probably be scary for a little kid who just hop on the game see to see that just running at you. There's a grappling hook I was talking about. A little pathfinder action. You can take their weapons. I would expect that. So far the game looks good. You can tell they went for a look that was like simple. Like not as realistic. Just the old Halo feel. It seemed like they went for a smoother transition to the to the new newer games compared to the old games 
Because if you compare this to the last Halo, the, ha the last Halo was kind of more realistic than this. Even though a lot of people didn't like that game. So, I think they just went back to the... Went back to the drawing board. Okay, so you can climb on things. I like how the guys like using or or the um, girls using all type of weapons. I hope that's not the gameplay stuttering like that. Yeah, that grappling hook is definitely gonna be uh, effective. I can tell already in the open world setting. Uh oh, he got the Mozambique. This pat, this is Apex Legends for real. I knew he was gonna jump into the turret. Okay, so they can blow the turret up. Whenever you hop into it, uh, try to blow it up. Are they saying words or are they just grunting? We got the first tower. Carry views the earth well. The harbinger and the banished share the same goal. We fight together to honor the will of patriarchs. But without challenge, I grew weary. Yeah, I think the, I think the stuttering is the Xbox oh. game showcase. Not a good look. Some of y'all look in the morning. That's how some of y'all wake up. And then that's the end of the video. So I think that was the video stuttering. Cause at first I thought it was my laptop finna blow up, but I guess it was just stuttering in the show in the uh, gameplay premiere. 
which is not the best of looks for your first gameplay showcase but i mean it is the xbox game showcase so the whole conference as a whole wasn't that good in my humble opinion <laughs> but uh so but let me know now for for those that like are still going to get an xbox instead of the playstation let me know what brought you towards what intrigued you the most about xbox to get it over the playstation 5 or did you get both let me know down in the comment section down below make sure to leave a like comment subscribe i don't really say that too much because like the podcast first version is like like i can't even like comment or do any of that but anyways it's a good balance between both of them but xbox game showcase that's all they really had to offer halo infinite kind of carried it and that was the first eight to 12 minutes of the showcase of the whole showcase so um yeah xbox got to come correct next time or playstations is going to take over the whole console genre anyways switching it so that's all i had to say about them let me know down in the comment section below are you are you getting the ps5 or the xbox series x so switching it up a little bit now we're going to get into something that i've been heavily looking into over the whole pat over the past two to three weeks since it started and what i'm talking about is the biggest thing in pop culture right now the nba bubble and the reason i say this is one of the biggest things going on right now is because a lot of people don't understand how the nba keeps the world going around like these guys make a lot of money for the teams like a lot and that's why i always go back to knowing what you're worth because if a, a company gives you like one million a deal like if that's the first offer you're definitely worth three to four million like that's just how you have to think so for the nba to come back is huge for espn huge for even disney huge for the world itself because it brings so much revenue into people watching the game of basketball and bring so much revenue to the people covering the game and the people talking about the game like people literally live their lives off of talking about other players so which is not a bad thing i'm just letting you know um first article i have pulled up is the black lives matter the nba put the black lives matter on the court i thought that was pretty cool i'm playing the video right now i don't know if y'all can see it i don't think y'all can see it but anyways this is the black lives matter on the court and it's pretty cool even if you you could probably look up nba bubble highlights after this video of course or watch it and then come back <laughs> but you could there's nba there's black lives matter on the courts and you could watch that as they play like back and forth you can see it on the court it's like in the middle of the court like right above the logo like they don't hide it at all um, because the players, especially Kyrie, but a lot of players was like, if we're going to be in this bubble, we're definitely making statements for Black Lives Matter. So players were allowed to wear statements on the back of their jerseys instead of the last names, but it won't go into effect until the actual game starts. So right now, if you don't see the statements they made on the back of their jerseys, it's because the bubble is still being, um, they're still monitoring the players because some players are breaking the rules like like two players off the kings supposedly accidentally left the bubble like come on now you know how big the the 
If you haven't watched the NBA vlogs, they are in a big complex. Like, you don't just accidentally walk off the bubble. Anyways, even Damian Lillard said, said he doesn't trust his colleagues to follow the rules, which he was probably talking about the young players. I mean, I would have a hard time, like, just... No, I actually wouldn't. Like, the, the way they get treated, like, the players, they, they get treated nice. So, yeah, I'll definitely stay on there. Allegedly. <laughs> um, LeBron James talked about Breonna Taylor after his first game, post-game conference, and he was just talking about how her killers haven't been arrested yet, which he said the names. I don't know if I have the names put up on here. I don't think I have them on here. But LeBron was talking about how Breonna Taylor was on his, well, he put Breonna Taylor on his shoes. And, but also she was in his, on his mind and said that he want all the cops arrested and want, to, want her family to know that they're doing everything they can to get justice for her. And what is right is right and what's wrong is wrong. It was a great, like, like he even posted on IG after that saying, Dear Brianna, I'm sorry this is taking so long. Basically, they're trying to get the killers of Breonna Taylor arrested. And you would think that would be an easy task seeing as LeBron speaking on it. But like some things are just like people just don't really care. Like it's just it's crazy how not people don't care. The government, not government, the, the mayor, governor, I forget what's the name. I think the mayor, Um, they, they're calling him, they're calling the mayor out specifically. Because I guess he has the power to do it. And I don't even know if that's his right title. I'm just saying mayor. But there's somebody who's specifically involved with the police department. And who could actually get them arrested. But he just chooses not to for what, whatever reason. Like whatever reason. But a lot of politics going into it. And politics is not really something I try to talk about too much. But as far as my own platform. As my podcast. And shout out for y'all for listening. Also like I don't think I do that enough. Like. You could listen to anything in the world and you spend time listening to like my podcast. So I appreciate that. And that's why I always try to um like I don't try to half do anything like any of my segments of my podcast. Anyway, that was just a little I just wanted to, I went off on a tangent. Basically, uh the players are talking about Brianna Taylor Taylor's <clears throat> killers, the police officers, and they're saying the man's name who has the authority to take over um <clears throat> take over the case and basically charge the police officers with i think it's first degree murder i'm not a lawyer <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i just know that they should be arrested and a lot of players are speaking out about that which is something that Kyrie spoke on they will lose when the uh season first came up because he said it would take the focus away which it did a little bit they got into the bubble and started talking about the cafeteria food they was being served while being in quarantine but after they figured out that the cafeteria food was only because they was in specifically because it was quarantining and once they get out the food would get better which it did then the complaints went away and the real issues started to rise so I halfway believe what Kyrie said, but at the other time, right now, it's looking like they're making a bigger, making the biggest statement you can make with having Black Lives Matter on the actual court. I wonder how long they're gonna have that on the court until they take it off. I hope for the rest of the bubble, bubble experience. But 
getting more into the life of inside the bubble and the NBA players. I know a lot of people is wondering about like what do the players do after they play a game and go and do they just go to the hotel room and just sit around? And what I like basically most of these players like they just golf, fish, or they just do some crazy activity because of the fans want them to. Like JJ Reddick was on his live, I think, talking about how he will shotgun a beer if he got ten thousand retweets. Like that's that's how bored these players are. Like they're just making random challenges. And so he had a video talking about that. A lot of players are comparing this to AAU days. And it just feels like, oh, but LeBron, not just somebody, like you always gotta respect LeBron. LeBron James, Lakers player, uh, what else? You know, you gotta say his all credentials. Uh three NBA titles, uh three finals MVP. Uh the GOAT James <laughs> when I said, quote, when I was growing up, you had AAU days and once the AAU season is over. You go back to your respective cities and then AAU season starts back up again. That next spring is like you never left. So basically he's comparing the bubble to an AAU type setting, which I would definitely see how that's the vibe he gets off is because every time you walk through a hallway or walk to go golf or fish or whatever you could, you're bound to run into somebody from another team, which could be good or bad depending on your relationship. This is gonna leave it at that. <laughs> like some players, some players that's like claimed to about their life, and they meet somebody that they don't like, aka Jimmy Butler and that one dude off of that other team who's irrelevant. They met each other. I don't know what happened, but there's so many cameras and like it's Disney World. It's like fighting at Chick Fil A. Like it'd be like like we're at Chick Fil A. Like why are we fighting? Like we're at Disney World. Why are we fighting? Anyways. So many players have been posting about fishing. Paul George had a post about a good day with the gang talking about fishing. Uh, JaVale McGee is one of the biggest vloggers of the bubble right now, along with another 76ers player. I forget his name. I hate that I forget his name because he's my favorite vlog out of all of them. Because he actually, you could tell he actually does the editing himself. Well, you can't tell, but... You can tell that he knows what he's doing, basically. Like, JaVale McGee is obviously giving all his uh, video to an editor. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they make a vlog and they have to show it to the team PR person before they put it out. Like, you know? Because imagine JaVale McGee's, like, talking about something and then he accidentally captures LeBron saying, Kawhi's trash in the, in the video. Like, or saying that, or giving away like his secret, like yeah, man, the reason I be balling is because I drink orange juice like three times a day, <laughs> like something crazy like that. So I, I believe they have to run it past their PR team. But anyways, uh, PJ, they talked about PJ Tucker brought us 85 inch TV. So I think the movies are gonna be maybe in PJ Tucker's crib or PJ. PJ Tucker's room like movie night is definitely in PJ Tucker's room 85 inch TV that's crazy but uh I heard he has like crazy shoe game too like like what I mean by that is that he has a lot of nice shoes uh, the, and then some of the other because I don't know I think out of this a lot of people just get that they're just fishing and going 
just two activities but they say the NBA is providing several activities to keep these players busy while they're not grinding in basketball trying to get a championship including including visits to Disney attractions after hours that's crazy you get like a whole like you get to go to a Disney uh, attraction with nobody there so I think that's pretty cool um, Reddick said the best part is like getting outside and playing some golf. John Morant said bubble life has been good. He said we're here to play basketball to further our mission. We have a responsibility to do. John Morant's always so like, like assertive. Like I, I like the way he plays. But anyways, uh, the 22 teams participating in the NBA's restart are out of quarantine and have. Uh, so this was earlier. This is a, la- a late, not late, but like a past article. It definitely has a lot about the bubble. Like a lot of people don't understand what these players are going through in the bubble. Not saying they're going through like something crazy, but they don't understand how they're still living the life of a multi-millionaire athlete. You know, because some of these players got money, like for real. Like LeBron, like come on, now. like him being at the bubble, not like jail, but like come on now, like. I bet you LeBron got some pretty nice places he will go to before a game. Especially James Harden, if you, you catch what I'm saying. You know, he probably got some places marked down the map whenever he's in certain locations that he can't go to now, now that he's subjected to one location. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the Sixers coach Brett Brown was talking about... Um bringing back basketball brings some normalcy normalcy am I saying that right? I don't know I'm probably messing it all the way up Uh, they say teams are slow well the NBA reps are saying teams are slowly getting back into practice mode after four months off the past four days in Orlando are among the first full team practices since the season was suspended in March 11th just think March April, May, June, June, like three to four months. Like that's four months layoff of just, I mean, obviously some players were, let me, let, let me like clarify. Some players was actually putting in work over the break, but not every athlete has access to like a, a huge gym, but like you don't really need, like there's so many ways to work out nowadays. You, you don't need as much as you think. Like you could get some type of work in, even if it's not basketball related, but like you could just go out and run, but let me not get into that. People got to uh, got to pay me. <laughs> now it's like I feel that they pay me. I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, Lakers, Clippers, Raptors, and Bucks. The approach may be different than other teams. Uh, they're talking about the seeding. Nobody cares about that. Everybody knows the bubble. I mean, who cares? Who cares about seeding when you're playing in the same place? Like Lakers. If I was a Laker player, I would be so mad that the season got canceled this way. Imagine playing hard. 82 games is a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, that's why why players get hurt, basically. Like, that's why players get exposed in the playoffs. Because 82 games is rough. Whether you play all of them or not, it's rough. And your, your legs just get beat down to a point where if you're in playoffs still performing the way you were in the regular season, you're that type of play. Like, you, you've made it. But 
play players that had time off to playing in the same location seating does not matter at all it's whoever gets acclimated to the to the climate first so it'll be interesting to see how these teams adjust to the bubble environment and a lot of teams seem like they're picking up with right when they left off like the lakers they're looking really good um the miami was looking okay um coach the the coach for them eric spolstra which i think is an amazing coach he was saying that the road routine is different of course the 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 meals are different of course but there's a nice walking path to some restaurants you know he, he was also bigging it up like being an nba coach you probably can't bash it too much or being an nba player i mean nba players don't care i mean you heard what some of them said some of them was calling the the food the worst they've ever had it was calling it basically prison food like i said a lot of these nba players was videotaping themselves like vlogging oh okay this is the guy i was talking about this is my the, the favorite my favorite vlogger in the nba bubble it's the philadelphia player called matisse thibul i'm definitely messing up his name but matisse thibul or whatever produced a nine minute video talking about welcome to the bubble day one and that was the first one i think he's on like four right now so you can watch those and he um he has like a crate like his vlog is really good i'm just gonna say that there's a lot of other nba vlogs that are pretty good but his is the most consistently good you know because he doesn't really show too much of the same thing because he knows like that will get boring so he shows stuff that's exciting like pack opens pack opening interacting with different teammates interacting with joel and b i don't think i saw him interact with ben simmons too much but he actually um talked about a little bit about vlogging and being inside a bubble he said aside from he said quote aside from being able to play basketball games you just made the you just made this whole bubble thing worth it let's figure something out when i'm free so basically he was responding some to some youtubers so we don't really care about that but besides that he usually talks to most of his teammates throughout the vlog so you get to see like tobias harris uh boban um who else joel and b like i just mentioned earlier and it's, it's just a nice experience like just to be in the life of somebody in the bubble like really shows you what they go through and that they don't just do they don't just think about basketball 24 7 like they have activities outside of basketball and, and the vlogs are a good way of showing that their personality just showing that they're a person just like anybody else but also on also on instagram there's a lot of challenges going around I don't really know too too much about that but basically that's all i was wanting to get into with the nba bubble just talking about the different people vlogging and the different people speaking up on black lives matter and social justice like lebron james is after games and post-game interviews and i think i heard like i don't know if i uh cj mccullum i think i was about to say like bradley bill i always get them confused but Basically, CJ McCullum was basically uh, calling out the names that also need to be arrested along with the, the mayor. I keep saying mayor, but I don't know his position. The person that's in control that can actually arrest the officers. So they, they're saying his name, like 
they're saying his name now so that's how specific they're getting so it's just nice to see that i just wanted to touch on that subject with the nba bubble so yeah i mean that's all i really want to uh, get into with this podcast i was so just a little recap of the podcast we went through the washington football team talked about drake and j cole xbox game showcase and then we finished with the nba bubble so let me know what you believe is i don't even know i want to ask you <laughs> basically that's about it for the episode thanks for tuning it tuning uh tuning in for the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message message on anchor letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities also make sure to hit that subscribe button on my youtube and share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect